Jam! Hello, everyone, and welcome <laughs> to Monday Night Magic. Uh, if you're listening to the audio version of this, I'm very sorry. You have no idea. We all have the giggles all of a sudden. We do. So <laughs> We were pre-gaming with comedy because we needed it. It's true. So, um... Yeah, hi! If you want to know what's so funny, you can see at least part of that on uh, the video version. Uh, okay. De- definitely worth your time. So I'm, uh, I'm Chewy. He is. I am. That's Squee. I am. He is. And over there, on the other side of Squee, that's Clues. That if is only clear. I knew what he was thinking. Meow, 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 meow. <laughs> Meow, meow, meow. Meow, meow, meow. Now drink yourself happy. <coughs> and if you're listening to this and don't get the context for that, too bad. Should have also, been uh, MTG Dad, I don't do any editing for Monday Night Magic, so. <laughs> oh, no. Not since the war. Oh, not. It's true. So, yes. Hello, everyone. This is Monday Night Magic number 699. Not a small uh, number. Uh, uh. I, <laughs> I saw a tweet earlier today that said, someone asked me what's my favorite vampire. And I said, the uh, the Muppet one from Sesame Street. And the person said, he doesn't count. And I said, I assure you, he does. And that tweet made me giggle for a solid minute. <laughs> I mean, it, it's solid, yeah. <laughs> so yes uh let's let's get into it now that we're all here somewhat uh shall we yes let's shall oh why boom all right so first up you remember last week we had the the euro banning euro euro yeah <clears throat> well let's see the uh Channel Fireball Clash Qualifier number one happened. And uh, let's see here. It looks like if you go to the top 16, the 10 of them were Omnath decks. Which I'm pretty sure is what everybody called. Good thing we shut that down. Yeah. You're right. We can't actually let them sweep. We've got Omnath Adventures took first. Uh, Demir Rogues took second. Then we've got Four Color Omnath in third, fourth, sixth, seventh. What? Go away. Twelfth, thirteenth. Twelfth. Yeah, hang on. Twelfth and thirteenth and fifteenth. Oh, and twentieth. Oh, sorry. We were only going to sixteenth. Never mind. Uh, let's see. Rakdos Midrange in 5th. Omnath Adventures in 8th. And 14th. <laughs> That's morning cartoon one, right? Yeah, I was going to say, I I remember watching Omnath Adventures. It was great. Really. Yeah, yeah. I remember there being way more frames than were there when I went back and watched it as an adult. No, no, no. Omnath yeah. Adventures was the comic based on the cartoon. Oh, oh right. That's the one where they were allowed to almost swear. Yeah. Which was the one where Omnoth took the cookies out of the oven without any oven mitts? Um, I think that was um, Omnath, Elmira, and the Brain. Ah. And banning is half the battle. It's true. Omnath, Joe. Anyway, 
other decks that showed up were, uh, okay, like I said, Demir Rogues, uh, Rakdos Midrange, Demir Control, Teamer Adventures. The spinoff series. That was good. <laughs> and that's it. <clears throat> so it's all Omnath or Adventures or Rogues. Oh, and there's a Demir Control deck in here in the middle. Hmm. I like the idea that if anyone's going to sneak into an Omnath setting, it would be Demir. It's just that's that flavorful. Is, that's that is flavorful. totally right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you prefer the live action remake of Omnath? That's terrible. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think that's an age thing. Like some people know better. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, uh, all the stuff that everyone that actually plays Magic at any sort of high level said, turns out, yeah, they were right. Yes. Omneth all the way down. Yep. So, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, the hope is that the meta will shake itself out. And Omnath will, you know, settle into a spot that isn't everything five eighths of the format, but we'll see, I guess. I mean, it's sort of at the part of its season now where it doesn't start throwing some games or just get absolutely terrible draft picks. So maybe it'll learn the value of just clocking in at about half of the field. Yeah. Or it's just going to get the hammer. So that's, uh, that's that. Uh, it looks like a good chunk of this episode is actually going to be, uh, follow-ups on last week's episode. So I, I guess we sh- should we dive right into the heavy one? Yeah, man, sure. let's go. Yeah. We still have some joy left in our hearts. Well, we're about to get rid of that. All right, so the Commander Rules Committee made a, uh, a statement about Secret Lair of the Walking Dead. And the statement is, we're not going to ban the cards from Secret Lair of the Walking Dead. Because I don't know if you remember, or if you've been on Magic Twitter at all, (laughs) even up until a few minutes ago, but people are still kind of pissed, to put it mildly, about Secret Lair of the Walking Dead. That, That is mild. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty rare when it feels like almost everyone who feels the need to share their voice in magic is on the same page about hating a thing, but I feel like we're about there. And saying that you hate a thing does not impact whether or not you buy a thing. Yeah, that's, that's an important point. The vocal community seems to all be on the same page of not wanting this to exist. Yeah. And uh, you know, uh, setting aside all of the other terribleness that we're about to discuss uh, that in and of itself is a little bit surprising, right? We're, we're rarely united in our outrage. That is true. The the problem is that despite all the outrage, they're still going to sell a gazillion of these because magic players as we have been saying on this very show for literal years, magic players are stupid. And they will complain and complain and complain while shelling out the money for the thing they're complaining about. 
Yeah. So, yeah. You don't need your mouth do to swipe any good. your card. You can complain while swiping your card. So, <clears throat> before before we get into some other stuff about this, uh, I am just... Oh, by the way, thank you. That lyric was running through my head, too. Um, before we get into too much more about this, I, I just want to say that my initial gut reaction when I heard that uh, the... The, the commander advisory group, the CAG, is that right? The commander advisory group. The commander advisory group. I think that's right. We literally yeah. just dis- dis- <clears throat> discovered that again before right. this started, but I forgot already. When I first heard that they uh, they ca- they they put out this statement, and I went and I I glanced at it, uh, I was I was immediately disappointed. Um. So I, I understand the folks who were disappointed, were angry, were upset that this was the response. But, you know, then I read it and then I thought about it and then I read it again and I, I, I get it. I, as a, as a human being with emotions that were raw, with feelings that were raw, I wanted them to take a a stand and I wanted them to stand up and go, no, you can't do that here. <clears throat> but is that really their job? I mean, if you actually go and read it, like don't, don't just, don't just take the fact that, Oh, they're not, <clears throat> they're not banning it. They're not banning the cards. Go actually read it. And uh, it's clear that they thought about it. It's clear that they deliberated about it. It, if you read between the lines, I think it's clear that they're not happy about those cards, but at the same time, that's not really, that's not really their job to, to comment or, uh, try and influence, uh, Watsy marketing policies. What they're interested in is the health of the commander format. And, these cards are no worse than a lot of other cards that are in the commander format, essentially, yep. is what it boils down to. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, as much as I would have liked to have seen a symbolic stand against what I see as a horrendous mistake by Watsi in the long term, um, while I would have liked to have seen that, I don't think it would have accomplished anything, anything meaningful. It, wouldn't have, it, it would have done nothing, quite frankly. The only thing that can do anything is for people not to buy this product. Yep. And I'm pretty sure that that's not what's going to happen. I know I'm not buying this product. I know that I have no desire to give Watsi my hard-earned money for this. So we can just hope that others feel the same way and know that that's not what's going to happen. Yeah, it's rare. I retweeted this. It's rare that I agree with anything that walking a hot take machine saffron olive says but he wrote a big long article that essentially said don't buy it or else watsy will never learn <clears throat> but it is the language of protest when it comes to companies it is yeah there's a there's a similar thing going on right now with uh and has been for a little while in the video game industry about people hating on crunch crunch is bad for the employees, for everybody involved. And you can go, crunch is bad. They shouldn't do that. But then you buy the damn game anyway. So you going, that's bad. Literally means nothing 
to the company who lives to make your money, and that's why they crunch, was so they can get a game out by a deadline. It's the same thing here. If you're like, this is really bad, I don't like this, hmm. And then you buy it, then you're going, hmm, I don't like this. Literally doesn't matter at all. <laughs> it just doesn't. Yeah. And there's a good chance we're preaching to the choir here right now. There's a good chance that everyone who is listening to our voices right now is also not buying this product. Mm, I I predict that is zero uh, percent chance that everyone listening to us is not buying this. <laughs> okay, I think a small percentage of the people who are listening to this are actually going to buy this product. But that's mm. that's just my my gut. Look, I want to believe this. Let <laughs> me have it. Okay. Yes, sir. Small okay. percentage. Yes. Thank you. That's all I need. <laughs> Uh, so going into a little more detail, uh, they, they identified three concerns. The availability of the cards is problematic. The existence of non-magic IPs on cards should be discouraged. Did they make that one up? And three, Negan is a dubious character. Dubious. I I really am impressive at their ability to undersell how wrong this character is. Huh. That's just impressive. So, yeah. yeah, the card availability, uh, crap, I actually don't remember what they say. Uh, well, the biggest part about the card availability is, I mean, there's the obvious one of it's only available for a limited time period. True. But what's, what's even worse to me than that is that there are literally countries from which you cannot purchase this product. That is that is the worst part in my mind, yeah. yes. So even if it was just available for a week, yeah, that bugs me. I do not like weaponized FOMO as a business practice, even though, pff, welcome to the world we live in now. There are literally places where, in theory, we have magic communities that we want to support, and by we, I mean Watsy, but you guys can't buy this product. And that's just, that's just wrong. It's just wrong. Agreed. So. Yeah. But one of the things is you only ever need one. As opposed to needing four of things. So that sort of mitigates it slightly. I mean, this that means that four times as many people can be supported by the same stock, but that still implies access. True. But they, they also point out that you don't need these in commander the way that you would need them in. If one of them was uh tournament uh, usable in legacy or something, then you would need it. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense as a an argument, but I, I think that's a fun slippery slip to go down. True. But like if card but accessibility I understand the rationale. Like if if card accessibility is is really the issue, then they would go back to like legends to some of the like legendary creatures that have never been reprinted and ban those too. Right. Like that's the slippery slope that I'm thinking about. And that's actually what I mean, like in both directions, like trying to 
put anything on the spectrum of availability is just going to then establish cards that are either more rare and would have to also be banned by that logic or things that are weirdly on the cusp. And it's just going to feel super arbitrary. And before you know it, you have essentially a massive rotating format. And that's not what they want. And they don't want to have to police that. And they don't want to deal with regional nonsense. And I get it. Yeah. Like availability will always be a problem when you're playing a card game that is global and has a, you know, nearly 30 year history. Like that's just going to be a thing. Especially if we can't make our own cards and have everyone agree that they're fine. Cause that's frowned upon. Yeah. Uh, their second one, which I swear it feels like they added because they wanted three. It's a non-magic IP is bad, and okay. <laughs> Whatever. I, think, I mean, I think there are, like, flavor people that are upset, but... I am. No one's yeah. ever cared about flavor people, yeah, so... No, but, like, I don't. <laughs> that's not a reason to ban something in Commander. No. Like, I also believe that The Walking Dead has nothing to do with magic at all, and the only reason that they're doing it is because Hasbro owns the company that has the rights to everything the walking dead merchandising so this costs them like no dollars yeah but that has nothing to do with banning things in commander so moving on and then there's negan who as we said on the last episode is not only just the worst kind of guy but also a rapist yeah so and their justification here is not good no, it's a very bad justification. It's like, no one is suggesting that by putting him on a card, he should be idealized any more so than Nicol Bolas or Yogmoth. There are, there are absolutely <laughs> evil things that these characters have done, but I don't think any of them have, like, raped people, to my knowledge. To my yeah, knowledge. There's also the difference of uh, there's cartoonishly evil you know, Nicol like Bolas or Yagmoth, <laughs> and then there's, wow, that is like dangerously close to like real life horribleness. Maybe, maybe don't. I'm not like, worried that someone is just going to be like, oh, I really do love Yagmoth. I'm going to go out and raise an army in another plane and crash it into this plane. Like that doesn't really keep me up at night. Um. <laughs> I'm also not worried about someone doing all the nonsense that Nicol Bolas does on a daily basis, because it's not generally a range that most of us have access to. But there are a lot of terrible things that people can do, and that's a bit more concerning. Also, I don't think you have to worry about sitting down and shuffling your cards and the person across the table from you having experienced like completion at the hands of a Phyrexian but they might have had other really terrible experiences that you really don't want to bring up in a casual card game. Yeah. And you yeah. don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, that's that's really the thing that is just... This is... The Walking Dead is a very adult show, right? It's a very adult IP with very difficult and complex and in many cases just horrible things that go on in it and you've brought it into a card game 
that while it's not solely meant for kids, it's also meant for kids. It's... It's really weird. It's really weird that they would go with this the same year that they went through and tried to remove all the racist cards. Correct. <laughs> like, yeah. you've already established a precedent for we get rid of cards when they're problematic in these ways. And then you do this. So here we are. Yeah. But again, while I can see maybe banning something in Commander for that reason, that that just doesn't seem to fit in my brain with what the rules committee for Commander is about. Yeah. So, I get it. Like I said, I wanted them to take a stand, but I understand why they didn't. I understand that it is beyond the scope of their charter, if you will. It's not... It's also asking them to editorialize. Yeah, and I I don't want to make the slippery slope argument, because I always hate slippery slope arguments, but if, if we're going to have them start passing judgment on the morals of Watsi's business choices. I don't know, man. That doesn't feel right. Yeah. I want to ask, is it too much to ask for Watsi to just not do crap like this? But we already know the answer to that. Indeed. So... Yeah. Now... I also was sort of hoping for something based on the fact that the RC was like, hey, you know all those cards that are racially problematic problematic that have all been banned in tournaments? They're banned in Commander too. Nope. And I was kind of hoping something. But like Clue said, I understand why they didn't because that's not decisions they want to have to make. And it has nothing to do with Commander as a format. So I, I get it. It's not great. They even said, uh, wait, where was it? Our decision doesn't reflect an endorsement of these cards. But what we believe is best for Commander in the long run. And, yeah. Like, you don't want, I don't know, some sort of fundamentalist religion group seeing the card Preacher and raising a big stink about it and the RC going, okay, you can't play Preacher in Commander anymore. Like, you know, so they're just backing away from all of that. They're like, nope. It's like, what does Preacher do? Well, he takes control of things. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that might not have been the best uh, example, well, but it's the first one that came to mind. The long and short of it is... It, the easiest, and not just the easiest, but like the most consistent thing for them to do is to follow the rules of what cards are legal in other settings and only remove them when something specific to the commander format becomes problematic. And that's the only thing that they can do sustainably without walking in a whole bunch of potential for bias and, honestly, arguments and differences of opinion. Suddenly it becomes yeah, people arguing over what is and isn't okay, and that's complex. That's why we have philosophy. Uh, it's not really what they want to be doing. Whereas if a card is just broken, 
that's a bit easier. Oh, look, win rates. Oh, look, everyone agrees this is miserable and we hate playing against it, but we keep the card around because it doesn't actually break the game. It's just annoying. Like, they need to have things that they can actually carry forward as real rules and not just making judgment calls here and there. It's true. So, even if you disagree with the rules committee's uh, decision, this does not give you the right to hit social media and harass them. Right. Or, I will even go so far, this does not give you the right to insult their character or call them corrupt and or spineless or any other things like that. Now, I'm going to use one person, hang on, as an example uh, of this because it's the most uh, widely known example of this. Somebody who, and granted, I am out of touch with magic content creation at this point, apparently, because... Someone named Mitch that I've never heard of who runs apparently a YouTube channel called, what was it called? Commander's Quarters? I who I've never cool. heard of, but their Twitter account has like 10,000 followers. And yet, never heard of them. But I also am not one to go look up advice on building commander decks. I just build commander decks. But... Whatever. Gamer's gonna game, I guess. Uh, And chat. Yeah, one person in chat is even saying, I'm really, really impressed that none of you have heard of Mitch. I have no idea who Mitch is. You won't believe the things I haven't heard of that you might assume I've heard of. I have a long (laughs) list of things I haven't heard of. It's true. I don't know what's on that list, though. Yeah, I I have no idea. But But I'm assuming it's there. (laughs) I see what you did there. Thank you. But, uh, so, so Shivam, what is his, what is his last name? It's not here. And I can't remember last names if they're not in front of me. Starts with a B. Bot? I don't know how you how you pronounce his name, actually. I don't even know if I'm saying his first name right. I apologize. But he tweeted this. I'm not sure that anything from this whole mess has been as hurtful as Mitch saying that we have no integrity. That's a real damn shame. And I was like, who... And there's no context. I said, who the hell is Mitch? So I went to the Discord server and asked. And they told me, oh, here, he does Commander's Quarters. And I'm like, what's that? Apparently it's a budget EDH YouTube channel. But, uh... Hey, ain't nothing wrong with that idea, I guess. I guess. But then, uh... So, Charlotte Sable. So... Okay, let's let's not go here yet. So, Mitch said that the... Rules Committee and the Commander Advisor Group uh, had no integrity and that, wait, wait, what did they say? They're corrupt and lacking integrity and he was going to go make his own format called Captain with Blackjack and Hookers. Which is essentially, literally, Commander minus the Walking Dead cards. Also, to be clear, the Blackjack and Hookers thing was a, was a reference to Futurama, if you don't know. Also, get off my lawn. Uh, Yeah. But um, apparently he made a Discord server all about this new format called Captain. And it was literally Commander, but 
with the Walking Dead cards banned. Something that you can house rule yourself. Yeah. But whatever. Or not worry about if none of your friends bought them. But whatever. And apparently, that attracted the worst Magic players, and it became a god-awful mess. And just a few days later, he deleted the server. Because... Of course, that's how that works. According to my, uh, or according to somewhere, was the Discord server or someone in Twitter, things like being trans were violating the no politics policy. It's those people. Yeah, it's it's those people. Yeah. So, the people that you don't ever want to interact with online, they were the ones who were running roughshod over this Discord server and turning the Captain central hub into a clown fiesta. So, yeah. And then he went so far as to say, yep, um, okay, we're, yeah, we're not doing that. And Charlotte Sable committed him for finding his sanity and backing away from the misguided actions. But then Charlotte Sable and I'll let Clues talk about that slightly more, said, I can't forgive you for calling my friends in the RC and CAG corrupt and lacking integrity. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of people who don't, don't know Charlotte Sable. Um, Charlotte is great. Um, Charlotte's, I believe a level three judge these days. Um, Charlotte is incredibly nice, incredibly nice. If you have done something that makes Charlotte utter the phrase, I can't forgive you for, you really need to rethink your life choices because you've done something really wrong. Like, like really wrong. These are, yeah. Yeah. It's not a casual statement. It is It is not. It is definitely not. Yeah, it's not like me responding to someone with a who made a snarky comment with, I hate you, which I obviously don't hate them. Yeah, no. This is not a thing that Charlotte would just say lightly. As, as yeah, a, that's, <laughs> that's not what this is. Yeah. So, like I said, I don't know who Mitch is, and I don't care who Mitch is, but... Apparently, he tried the haha just joking bro, according to chat. Like, he did imply throughout those videos that he was partially joking slash making a point about Captain. But then it went too far as soon as he made it real. Yeah, the whole haha just joking bro? That doesn't work anymore. And in general, you give up the ability to do things like that without consequences as soon as you have a platform. Exactly. That, that's just how the game is played. You don't get to sarcastically do anything. You have to be willing to accept that some number of people are going to take it literally. That's why for like 20 years, people still don't get the point of so many movies. Like that's why people misunderstand a thing and run with it because you just did so good of a job of being sarcastic or you weren't actually sarcastic and you're trying to walk it back. It doesn't matter. People are going to take what you say at face value and they're going to run with it. Yeah, and a bunch of the people who watch him decided they would jump on the uh, the rules committee 
and the commander advisory group for wizards put them in this position where they had to make this statement. They had to put all this thought into it and decide what they wanted to be. And it's not their fault that wizards of the coast did this. So just look, I understand that people get upset about things, but you don't go to the, to individual wizards of the coast. The entity is the enemy here. Not the people that work at Wizards. Because they just are doing their jobs and don't have any say in the matter. So, Did you ever notice how whenever we're mad, we're mad at Watsy? Or we're mad at Hasbro? We're never mad at individual people who work there. That's not a thing that we do. Exactly. It's really, really important that you don't essentially focus anger at one point. Because... That's what hurts. That's yeah. what hurts someone. If, if... So, Blake Rasmussen is one of the PR people. He has to say, look, this is what we're doing and it's great. And he has to say it with a smile on his face. But you don't attack him and call him horrible things because it's his job to pass along this information to you. You, you just don't. It's irresponsible. Like, Blake has a horribly unenviable position these days. There, there are several people who have horribly unenviable positions these days. It's true, including, oh, I guess, the Commander Rules Committee. <laughs> They're not even getting paid. So, right? Like, so, like, don't, don't take your frustration out on people. You take your frustration out by not buying the stuff. And to be clear, we're not telling you you can't be frustrated. We're not telling you you can't be upset. That's fine. I'm upset as all hell. (laughs) Things are happening that are upsetting, that are frustrating. That is totally natural. But look, just think before you do some of this stuff, right? It stop attacking. Stop. Stop attacking individuals. It's not, it's not right. It's just not right. And it's, it's why so much of the promise of what the internet could be, it isn't because of crap like this. It's true. So, Yeah, and even if there's someone in particular who is, like, the face, the public face of Wizards of the Coast, who we'll get to in a second, (laughs) don't, don't, you just don't attack these people for decisions that Watsi as a company makes. That makes no sense. Okay? Okay. Meh. I think, have we beaten that horse to death enough? Just follow Wheaton's law. Thank you. That is rule two. The mana pool rule one. No dying. Rule two. Don't be a dick. And if I'm streaming, rule three is don't backseat game. Which is a subset of rule two. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not actually 2A. It's it's rule three. Because it deserves being repeated. 
but <laughs> true enough. So okay, let's uh, let's move on to Rosewater. Lord have mercy, Mark Rosewater. So Rosewater, who has been positioning himself for years now with his blogatog ask me anything nonsense, and we've been saying for years. That he shouldn't be answering all the questions that he does. Because a bunch of it is just catering to the entitled pricks that are magic players. And a bunch of it is stuff outside of his purview. Uh, well, now he's trying to pull the, hey, I'm just a designer. Cut me some slack card here. So apparently he asked, hey, what do you all think of the designs for these cards? Not reading the room. And someone was like... Does it even matter what we think about them? Sorry to be so cynical about your question, but I don't see why should I give my opinion about the cards if my opinion on everything else will be ignored. And Rosewater goes, Look, I'm the head designer. I have control over card designs. If you like a particular mechanic, for example, it might encourage us to put it onto another card. I'm happy to get any and all feedback to pass along to others, and trust me, I will pass along all the feedback. But I don't understand why I'm getting grief to try and get feedback on the main thing I actually do. I was with him up until the end there. He I was, was too. Yeah. Was and look, I, I've met Mark Rosewater a couple of times. It's been some years since I met Mark Rosewater, but I've met him a couple of times and he genuinely loves this game. He really, really does. He has yep. a passion for this game that is basically unparalleled in, in anyone else I've ever met. It's incredible. But he has been this uh, public point of access for players for so long. How could he not expect to have this kind of, how, how could he not expect it is what I don't, what I don't get. Yeah. It's really setting up a, a double standard where like he gets to, reap the credit so to speak even though he never says i did this and i'm amazing he is still receiving the credit of being a source of information and the someone who listens to you and i'm in it with you i'll share everything that i know i'll create transparency i'll do all of these things that i can do he also has really good answers to like the racist and transphobic and whatnot assholes who will send him questions he will have giant extremely well-written responses to them. Like, those are awesome. Okay, keep going. I just wanted to add that to the list. I mean, like, Mark Rosewater is definitely head designer. But he has also been arguably the most forefront PR person when it comes to messaging. Um, He probably doesn't write all the messaging because that's someone's actual job, but he's kind of the voice that you associate with messaging coming from them because he has cultivated that idea that he'll just give it to you like it is and not run it through the spin. Um, he spent years doing that, talking to you like, you know, Clues has spoken to him. How many major game designers do you speak to on a regular basis or ever, Clues? Uh, relatively few. The, the number's not zero because yeah. I've, you know, lived in some weird circles for a few years, but right. uh, very, very few. It's just, that's the thing. He is accessible. You can meet him if that's your goal. Like, when there's not a plague. Like, there are ways to do that. There are ways to meet him. There are ways to talk to him. 
If you send him messages, he replies to a ridiculous number of things on his blog. He really does. Like, it's it's crazy. Um, and all of these things are outside of his role as a head designer. So, like, if in this reply he just said, I'm the head designer, I'm trying to collect feedback as part of my role as head designer, and that was just what he said, that's a fair response to the criticism. It's like, this is what I'm doing. I need this information. It's how I do my job. Yep. Yeah, and I I think where he missed is is like Chewie said. He didn't read the room. He should have started by saying, look, I understand that there are a lot of heated feelings because of what these are. But from a design standpoint, what do you think of the design? No. Let's talk about what that. What he should have done was waited. Okay, fair, <laughs> fair. There are multiple steps that could have been taken on this journey. But yeah. yeah. But they when you've got the army with the torches and pitchforks outside because you created Frankenstein's monster and they think that you're an evil scientist and they want to burn down your castle and kill you, you don't open the front door and go, hey, what do you think of his shoes? And point at the monster's shoes. Like, yeah. that's what he did here. So and that's just so naive. <laughs> we're, cur- we're currently boiling you in oil. Uh, what do you think of the temperature of the oil? <laughs> like is some it, nutmeg. Is it good? Uh, do you think we should have used a different kind of oil in which to boil you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. But you see, the thing is, he put himself in a position that professionally, no one should have ever let him do. And that is a big sign of the fact that the Wizards of the Coast part of Hasbro has not always been as big as it is. Like, he was clearly wearing a bunch of hats that were not part of his job. Yep. And he didn't stop wearing those hats when other people stepped into positions like that. And, like, he built this great relationship with the community. You kind of want to keep that going from a company perspective. That's great. It costs you nothing to have this guy sit around and blog. Like, as long as he's getting the rest of his job done, you know he's doing a bunch of this in his personal time because he just is, you know, fanatically in love with this game. Um, That's a wonderful thing for them to keep going. But also it means that if he ever says anything bad, well, he's just speaking out of term. It's not his job. Like, you can kind of cut him back on those. Like, I'm still surprised he's allowed to do all of this stuff after that mess up earlier this year where he effectively acknowledges secondary market and nearly jeopardized a bunch of legal stuff. But he's still doing it. He's still talking. And now he just seems to be surprised that once a lot of the goodwill, which has been slowly eroded over the years, is gone, he's eating the criticism that we would have given the benefit of a doubt before. And that's unfortunately part of the problem. Like when so much of your goodwill comes from your company doing well and you being a face of it, you get the bad stuff too. And like, I think he legitimately wants the game to be as great as a lot of us have nostalgia for it being. And he's just not in an environment where he can do that anymore. And I'm sure it's frustrating the crap out of him. And I'm sure like right here, this is probably things cracking a little bit because he is super frustrated and he just said it in a dumb way. But as noted before, you can never have a bad day when you have a platform. You can never put a thing out in public. And if you do because you're still human, you better be ready to walk it back with sincerity and hope that people go with you. 
because it doesn't take much to get cut off at this point. Yeah. Okay, so let's keep going with Rosewater. He did, at some point, on the same day... Now, there's no timestamp on these, so I don't know... I don't know when these happen relative to each other. But uh, this one seems to have a higher number uh, in the URL, so I'm going to guess this is the... This is later. Mm -hmm. But uh, apparently he was... He made a post or answered something... Focusing on the small differences between the Nalothni dragon, which, oh dear God, what a mess that was. The Nalothni dragon was a promo that was only available to people that went to Dragon Con one year. And then later they did a second printing of it that was only in Duelist magazine. Like one Thousands issue of Duelist of magazine. <laughs> yeah. Do what? Thousands of years ago. You, yeah. you probably don't have this. Don't bother looking at your binder. But, like, Magic was way smaller then. And that they couldn't do something like that now unless they do, and it's called Secret Lair. But anyway. Also, Violet Moon, thank you for that 13-month resub. Time has lost all meaning, but I'm happy you're subscribed too. But anyway, uh... So this person says, focusing on the small differences between Nalothni Dragon, Nexus of Fate, and the Secret Lair feels like a deliberate splitting of hairs and intentionally ignoring the commonalities, which is what is upsetting players. Once the window of opportunity to get these cards has passed, it's going to be incredibly hard to get them. This response feels like the community's concerns are being ignored, which makes us more upset and feeling overall gaslit. It doesn't inspire confidence. That was the, that was the question. And Rosewater goes on to say that his job is about splitting hairs in design and that he puts on, like, the designer Mark persona when he's answering these questions. Uh, and he said, I'm so sorry, that's not the Mark you needed right now. You don't need designer Mark when everyone has the torches and pitchforks out. This is me paraphrasing. He didn't say this. What, what you need is... You know, Mark the human being, not Mark the designer machine thing. And he he does say, quoting now, One of the byproducts of being a face of magic is I'm a lightning rod for feedback. There's good and bad to that, but it does mean that I have a unique insight into what is upsetting you all. I just wrote a write-up to share with my bosses to explain what I've learned, and I want to thank you all for feeling comfortable enough with me to share your issues. So, I'm sorry so many of you are hurting right now. I'll stop acting like designer Mark in this topic. It's just causing more pain, and that's the last thing I want. So he finally read the room and has decided to stop being designer Mark and looking at the, the min-maxing and whatnot of this sort of thing. Huh. <laughs> I do not envy that man right now. But he did do it to himself. He did. He did. That is absolutely true. But, I mean, he he painted himself into this corner over a long period of time. It's a big one, room. One step at a time, he painted himself into this corner. But he's now in it, and here he's acknowledged that. Yep. Now... All that said, that still does not mean you could go attack Mark Rosewater. Yeah. 
if you want to guarantee that someone doesn't do anything with the information you're giving at them, shout. Because you know what I do when people shout at me? I leave. You don't stay and get shouted at. You just block the person and move on. It it's true. So Yeah. Ooh, hang on. Uh I don't know what else to say about this other than I really want because we 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 pick on Rosewater all the time on the show about answering questions you shouldn't be answering. And I'm hoping that this little bit here might have uh, opened his eyes a little bit. Probably not, but hopefully. At the very least, he learned now's not the time. (laughs) I think that Mark Rosewater answers questions because he legitimately wants to, for good or ill. And I don't see that changing because it is a big part of it. Like how, for us, magic wasn't really about playing the game. It was about a big social aspect of it. And I think that's what a lot of it is for him, too. I don't think that's going to go away. But I think that hopefully he's going to come away from this with a maybe look around and do an empathy check before asking a question and maybe frame your answers in a more sympathetic way rather than a defensive way because you are the face and you are the lightning rod. And while you deserve better than what you're getting, that's the price that you pay for being that role it's true chat brought up uh elaine bergeau earlier who left wizards uh a way long time ago now it feels like and she was like the face the pr face and having met elaine on several occasions she is such a sweetheart and she caught all the hell she did and she did not deserve the hell that she caught no, but it was her job. Like it, it's one of those things where like PR is about messaging and collecting feedback at its core so that you can then do better messaging later. And when you're catching feedback, you're inevitably going to catch things that are grossly out of scope with actual problems. And that sucks. You kind of know that going in. It doesn't mean that the people giving it to you in this way are in any way justified. But you do know it's part of the problem. It's also something that weighs heavy on you, and after a while, you don't want to do it. And I think the fact that she had all ten of the Mandarin's rings is the only reason she survived as long as she did. Um, she's quite powerful. Eventually, you get tired of it. <laughs> All right, so uh, a couple more things that are going to piss people off again. Because that's all we do these days is report on things that piss people off. Because that's 2020, all that, ladies and gentlemen. That's all that Wizards is giving us lately. Now, hang on. The Judge Academy website is the only website left on the internet that goes from the full left side to the full right side. and doesn't have crap on either <laughs> side. So I had to set up a whole new thing here to be able to show you this. Mobile tastic. Uh, the Judge Academy response to COVID nineteen coming 
in this was I think late September or early October. Like this is this is new, I think. So oh September twenty ninth. Look if I scroll up there's a date. Yep. Yeah. Uh so there's no renewal fee to be a judge in twenty twenty one. Everyone's membership is now extended to the end of twenty twenty one. Because times are hard, it's rough out there for everyone, etc., etc. Um, new level one judges that certify will still have an initial cost, of course, but you know they've canceled existing auto renew payments. Everyone keeps their level, uh, or can still advance up until the end of 2021. Right, right. right. Uh, judge conferences are going to be uh, digital. It says, why, when in-person gatherings become limited or prohibited in much of the world, uh, we made the difficult decision to stop supporting physical conferences, which was the only sane decision. Yeah, it's just what you do. Yeah, so now digital conferences have arisen, and so they're going to expand that next year, and that's awesome. Now for the bad news. Uh... In 2021, all promo cards will be given as conference support instead of member mailings. So previously, judges were eligible for two promo mailings during the year of their membership. Most current judges have already received those mailings. If you joined after the mailing deadline at the beginning of 2020, you've only received one. But blah, 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 blah. You're only going to get them for the digital conference thing and that's because if they're not giving out if they're not accepting or charging people fees where does the money to make these come from yeah yeah so if you want promos you gotta do uh, the digital conferences which I mean, you still get stuff for doing digital conferences, right? So that seems like a fair trade. It also can encourages people to get their asses into the uh, conferences and learn some stuff, right? Which is how you grow. How about you don't have to fly there? There's also that. You don't have to be at the GP or the Pro Tour or whatever to go to the judge conference. Because it's, it's digital now. Yay. So maybe it's not bad news. After all, they're not charging you for next year. But either way, it's a change, and change is bad, and we fear change. So it's bad news. (laughs) Uh, Also, when the community consultant contracts end, they're not going to refill those roles because money. That all makes sense. Do what? Currency. Yeah. And, uh... They're changing the Conduct Evaluation Committee. That's also going to be in-house instead of external. Oh, so it used to be an external company. But now it's going to be handled directly by Judge Academy on a case-by-case basis. Okay. Is that good or bad? Or neither? It's probably good. I I don't know. 
but I, I, I feel like it's probably good. Yeah. So there you go. If you're, if you're a judge, you probably know all that already. And if you see judges grumbling, it's got something to do with this. I first or, discovered this due to grumbling in my own Discord server, and I was like, "Huh?" And then or, while while this person was grumbling, I think they talked themselves out of it. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say none of this really seems all that terrible. Yeah, yeah. Like I think I mean, he just had to get the gut reaction out. Yeah, and our Discord server, the TMP Discord server, is a safe place to do stuff like that, as long as you're not, you know. An as long as you're obeying rule number two. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he was like, and I already found myself writing out the uh, post defending it on Reddit. So I guess I wasn't that mad. I was like, Hey, <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, digital room. Okay. Yeah. I was oh, worried. Okay. That okay. Yeah. I, yeah, was, about that, to call that that. I was a little concerned for the, for the audio people. Um, yeah. MTG dad just said, I was in a room with 200 judges this past weekend. They're happy. And then he said in parentheses, digital room. I went, Oh, okay, good. Yeah. yeah. I was like, Oh my God. I, <laughs> I was worried there for a minute. That sounds like the kind of room you only end up in when you're a really bad judge and you walk too close to the van. Yeah. Reddit is super anti judge Academy for reasons. I don't quite understand. Um, Reddit. That's that's the reasons. It's a popular one. They're the the most vocal on Reddit are the people who were really angry at whatever it is, and so it's 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 powered by outrage, is what well, I'm going to say. Kind of like how if you read over product reviews online, people either really love a thing enough to go in and leave a review, or they really hate a thing enough to leave a review. You don't get a whole lot of it was fine. See, also, this is what's wrong with teacher evaluations that are filled out by students at the end of the semester. Because there are exactly two kinds of people who are motivated to actually fill those out. And they are the people who hate you and your stupid face and everything that you do, and they are going to tell you that. And the people who loved you. And uh, the people who hate your stupid face are vastly outnumbered by the people who love you. And the people who hate you are way more motivated to actually sit down and fill that thing out because my God, do they hate you? Even if all you actually did was hold them to the policies of the syllabus. And maybe if they actually did the homework and actually took the exams on time, they would have been okay, but they hate you and your stupid face. Not, not that I'm bitter or anything. No, no, not at all. Yeah. I Will you be leaving them a review? I certainly have no direct experience with any of that. <laughs> uh, that must also be why I don't ever get any bumps for any of my content on Reddit. Because I don't deal with outrage, except to try to be the voice of reason, as we do here on the show at all times. Well, here's your problem. And I don't call, I don't say anything that outrages people. Huh. That's why I don't, I don't get any, like, any viewer buffs from, from Reddit. I've learned this now. Okay. I am not part of the internet hate machine. (laughs) Yay. All right. One, one last small thing before we do the, uh, the big announcement. Uh, hang on, let me make sure we're on the right. There we go. Uh, 
they've added the Zendikar Rising Quick Draft to Arena, but it's not part of the full art basic land promotion that the other Zendikar Rising limited events are. So I don't understand what that means, but I know this is this promotion is going on. And then this thing that looks like it should be a part of it is is not is not. And they say it's not promoted as being part of it, but people are sort of assuming that it is. So in order to uh, try to mitigate that a little bit, uh, you can use the code Zendikar lands with the Z and the L capitalized. I don't know if that matters on arena. Uh, you can get three full art basic lands unless you've already got some. So if you've got like all of, if you've got 15, you won't get any from that code. If you've got 14, you'll get the one you're missing and so on and so forth. So if you've got 12 of the full art basic lands, you can go, ha ha, Zendikar lands and you're done now. Nailed it. If you don't have any, you can go, ha ha, Zendikar basic lands. Now you have three. Yeah. Good job. Hooray. Also, speaking of Zendikar Rising, and I don't know if Chewie will actually put this in the show notes, except now that I've said it and he doesn't edit the show, he's going to have to. Uh, if you want to give Watsi your feedback about Zendikar Rising as a set, the survey for Zendikar Rising is now out. And it's you can true. Tell them, you can tell them how you feel. Data. At least if you listen to this show soon and follow that link, like, real soon. Because it's going to expire, so... Yeah, there have been a couple times that by the time we talked about it on the show, it was, it was gone. Coming. Yeah. And I was like, oh, sorry. This <laughs> is one of those rare times where we did a show like a week after we did a show. You know, like what we used to do every week. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, you remember those days? We used to do Monday Night Magic every week and missing a show was rare. Now doing a show is rare. because You, you don't get to like nearly 700 by taking a lot of weeks off. Yeah. It's true. So, hey, speaking of that... (laughs) Yeah, on that subject. So, you might have noticed that... Okay. Monday Night Magic has become... somewhat negative over the last year. Is that fair to say? I think that's fair to say. We're aware. We know. We know that's fair. Yeah. We, We have read the room ourselves. Yeah, but not just us being negative. Like, we we try to not, you know, eh. But over the last year especially, Wizards of the Coast has made it really hard. Really, really hard. Not to be negative, but since we don't have tournaments anymore, the only news we have are new product announcements and what's he done screwed up. Like, that's all we get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, about the point where they started shifting in the um I'd say it was about 2 years ago now. Um when communication got really confusing and organized play got really confusing and back when a whole lot of things were localized and you could kind of week to week we could go in, we could populate the show notes on our own by going to the Wizards website and then picking up a few loose things here and there and we had SCG stuff and all of that, like, we had a routine, and we would occasionally be like, why are we talking about five tournaments this week? 
why are we going to talk about seven tournaments this week? So on and so forth. And there was a ton of content that even if we personally are not that interested in them, we understand the value that they have to the community. And a lot of that started shifting around when we got really mixed messaging and the PR at Watsi got worse. And then the rise rise of arena, the offloading of GPs, like so many things spread out in different directions. And then somebody explained to me organized play in less than 30 seconds. Okay. So, um, no, 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 but there was all of that. And then the number of products releases and new card reveals and we used to joke I went that, up. It was, that it was never ending preview season. That was a joke. Then it became the reality. It's true. Like the actual reality. Yeah. And uh, a person whose name I can't pronounce in, in uh, the, the chat just said, it's news, spoilers, outrage, spoilers, outrage, then spoiler outrage. And then more spoilers. spoilers. And that's exactly what it is these days. And especially since COVID hit, you notice that when COVID hit, we stopped doing shows every week because at the very least before we always had tournament results. Yeah. But now that everything is on arena and all of the big websites have stopped making their tournament coverage easy to find. I could not find the results for the uh, channel fireball clash qualifier on channel fireball's website at all and in fact their coverage.channelfireball.com is just gone it doesn't even exist anymore it went away um we very much had a reason to do a show every single week because if you remember if we ever missed a week for any reason the next week we had like eight tournaments to cover because we still went back and did it like that was still a thing. And we would be sitting here miserable because we'd be doing like three hours of show and half of it would be tournament coverage. And like, we joked about Abzan, 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 and so on and so forth. And then stumbling through pronouncing names and all of that stuff. But like, that was magic content and we weren't always mad about everything. And so like it, it sort of diffused it, but it's been really rough. Uh, I think about the time that, coverage left the Watsi website and then when everything stopped happening in person and like i think the final straw for us was when we had to go to jpegs on twitter to piece together what the top eight of an event was it was just like this isn't worth the trouble anymore like it it sucks (laughs) miserable we can't read it we can't auto card it we don't know what's going on they're not labeling which event each picture goes with. Like it was just impossible for us to even cover, let alone share. And so all of this just sort of added up after a while. And then, yeah, like Watsi's done a monumental job of ruining so much goodwill that most of the things we actually have opinions on now are negative. And they've ruined a quarter of a century of goodwill in such a short period of time. It's, it's pretty miserable because like last year when we were going into um, War of the Spark, which is like the end game for magic storytelling, like they'd been doing this for years. They'd been setting it up. It was nearly every character that was relevant Planeswalker wise was showing up. They were doing books. We had intro movies. They were going to kill a white Planeswalker because those are the only ones they usually kill. 
Um, they're just getting everything set up. And then they managed to completely stick the landing for like a week of us really enjoying the story and all of that stuff come together. And then immediately after that, they release a book that undoes the good stuff. And they managed to repeatedly walk back all of the, not all, but a lot of the really positive things that had been going on. And then product, product, product. Here you go. Buy this, buy that, buy this, buy that, buy this. Hey, this is only here for a week. Hey, this is here for a day. And you found out about it that day. And I hope you gave us money that minute. And we're just sitting over here and we're like, I don't want to be your catalog. <laughs> and that's kind of what it started to feel like, at least for me. Like, yeah, you don't get rid of the goodwill and still expect us to sell for you, do you? And already for some not uh, insignificant period of time, none of us have been into magic. Like, as a game that we keep up with and play. It's been a while. Uh, the last time I purchased magic outside of, like, when we were doing the um, What's an EV gag, like, the last time I legitimately purchased product was when I went to the um, pre-release for Dominaria, which isn't even in standard anymore. Like, that's how long it's been for me. And, like, the last few times I played Magic at pre-releases, it was more of a chore because I just... It's not as big a part of my life anymore as it used to be. Although I still enjoyed following the story and watching the videos when they came out. The art's still amazing. Um, yeah. Like, I, I got the audiobooks for both of the last two that they did. Like, I really want to stay invested. But they've been kind of dropping balls left and right. Yeah. I was also really, really broke for several years. <laughs> and when you're broke, things like magic are the first thing to go. <laughs> That's true. So I have no, like, stored knowledge of magic sets of the last, I don't know, four or five years, maybe? Yeah, it's pretty bad. But as a bunch of people in chat have already guessed, yeah, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna be done for at least the foreseeable future. Episode 700 will be... The last episode of Monday Night Magic. I don't want to say ever, but for the foreseeable future. For for a while. Yeah. Because um, of all the reasons we've just said. I'm sure we'll go into it more next week. Yeah. uh, Because it turns out we're going to do a show next week. We're going to do three in a row. Whoa, remember those days? Because the grand finals of the partial year partial season are next week and, and uh, i i, I want to be i want to be clear about something right because i mean this this week we've talked about a bunch of stuff that was just downers right this change this deciding to step away is something that has been in the works for a while it's not like we just suddenly decided oh that's it we're done and walked away yeah, we've actually we, been kicking this around for oh god since we've before been COVID. Hit. Yeah, since before COVID happened. Yeah, um, but then everything they've done since then is just has made it so much worse. <laughs> well, it like, has. It has noticed in the chat, and we've seen it. Like pretty much every episode has got at least five minutes of soapbox or complaining, and 
we had that before, but it was among other things that were less so. Like we don't want our role in the magic community to be the people that complain every time we yeah hop on a mic. That's it, miserable. Yeah. It hurts. It really does. Even though I do like ranting from time to time, I, I don't like doing it every week. And I, I know uh, before the show, you know, we said we were going to, we we're going to leave, we're going to save most of this for next week. Right. But there is something that, you know, given, given the folks who are in the chat right now, given the folks who are listening to the show right now, I'm going to say something and I'm going to repeat it next week. I'm going to repeat it next week, but this is something that uh, Chewy Squee and I talked about offline between shows as we were deciding when when things were going to wrap up the fact of the matter is this the game that was magic when we started recording monday night magic is not the same game that magic is now the company that was wizards of the coast when we started recording monday night magic is not the same company that it is now the world that was when we began recording is not the world that it is now. And we as people are not the same people we were when we started recording Monday Night Magic. And so right now is really just a time that we we have to step away. Plain and simple. Yeah. Also, technology has come a long way and a weekly podcast just about magic news, by the time we get to a bunch of this, everyone already knows. <laughs> Because so, <laughs> that's just not information moves faster than a weekly podcast these days. I mean, do you you remember early MTG Cast when it was like some days got podcasts and we weren't like there was not exactly a lot of YouTube content or anything. It was pretty much you either went and read articles or you listened to one of the like three podcasts, and there was also a lot of news. Like, it's been different. There wasn't the fire hose of, excuse me, what we have now. So, yeah, like I said, we'll go into more detail next week, but we wanted to, we didn't want to spring that on everyone. Hey, by the way, this is the last show for a while. Okay, bye. Later, bitches, peace. Sign off. Like, nah. We- <laughs> yeah. Also, just to be clear, in case anyone's, we're not leaving. We're just not doing this. Yeah. We're still around. We still communicate. Like, Chewie is still streaming, because I'm pretty sure he stops eating if he stops streaming. Um, Actually, no, I I don't eat while I'm streaming most of the time. So once I stop yeah. streaming is when I eat. That's when the eating happens. Okay, yeah, that makes yeah. more sense. It's probably more <laughs> polite. Um, but yeah, like, you know, obviously... Um, both clues and I have participated in space murder recently. Like we have, yeah, we're, we're not going anywhere except for when voting happens. Um, clues. I didn't see you on Friday. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was taking care of, uh, the engines. I was oh, fuel okay. from the storeroom to the engines. Okay. Uh, did, did someone see you? That, that is pretty sus. Clues, you know, Cause we weren't I'm... even on that map. I didn't see anybody in the... Oh, crap. <laughs> I mean, who are you going to believe? Chewy or me? I mean, okay, now I... That's not fair for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the only really correct way to do this is we have to vent you this turn, and then right. if... yeah. next turn we have to vent Chewy if we're still playing. That's, that's correct. That, that's... 
in case you can't tell we've been playing among us yeah it it actually there are games that we enjoy more than complaining about magic it's true clues joined us for my first among us stream uh two weeks ago and then was with us and i got thrown off the damn ship when i had nothing to do with it i was completely innocent that's part of the game that is part of the game there was uh, once when you were completely innocent and you got thrown off and you were still the the imposter though. I was the imposter but I hadn't <laughs> killed I hadn't killed anyone. I hadn't gone through any vents. I pretended yeah. to do work to try and throw them off and they killed me anyway. We did that to Chewie last week. I won't say which game because eventually these will all be on YouTube and it'll be fun to see it happen. But there was one where Chewie did absolutely nothing wrong and we're just all like, "Yeah, Chewie." So we just got rid of him anyway. Yeah, I got voted off because I didn't die in the first round. And I... <laughs> and that's suspicious because you died in the first round of like the three games before that. And the one where you're not dead, you're like, oh, well, clearly no one can kill him then. Let's chuck him. That's yeah. right. It's got to be. And I, I happened to be the, the imposter that round. It was I was not happy. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, the point is. See how we obviously... can talk about things like that and enjoy it? Yeah, that's what we meant. <laughs> yeah, obviously, like my streaming isn't going anywhere. The Mana Pool, the podcast isn't going anywhere because we don't focus on the depressing bits. We focus on our love of magic as a thing. So like the mana pool is not going anywhere, but as far as news and having to keep track of all that and every week, especially like Bill probably doesn't want to say this, but his D and D group is trying to find a new day of the week to land on. (laughs) There's that. And last week we didn't start until super ass late, yeah, because Bill's D and D game went long. As entirely noted, that was completely my fault. And he was like, "I've already told him I'm going to leave if we go long." And then he lied. Oh, I still left early. I still left. I don't don't doubt it, man. I don't doubt it. So, like, there are meta game reasons too. But ow, I keep hitting my elbow. But yeah. The that's all recent. Like like we said, this has been yeah, that's a thing a we've been last looking week around for beginning problem. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot, and also the inconsistent schedule isn't good for anything. No. Like we we generally didn't know if we were doing an episode until like two p.m. the day of, because we never knew which Mondays they were actually going to make news happen. Yeah, so. back in the day, it was Monday we were recording. Yeah, because there was these days an SCG event or something. Yeah, but these days it's like, is there did anything happen at all? Because some weeks nothing happens because COVID. So yeah. it's really it hard, hard to, to make plans where we essentially say, "Oh, look, there's some preview cards. Uh, go to the mana pool where they'll look at them." Okay, thanks everybody. Bye. Because the mana pool gets a bit more topic flexibility. Yeah, but also uh, Clues has been saying for a long time now that the odds and ends is a way better show than the show itself. It is absolutely hands and, down, and I believe that. Um, I've got now. I know I'm way far behind on the odds and ends, but I've got everything from April. Hang on, I'm pointing at my whiteboard that you can't see. Everything from April, all the way to what's the eighth month? August. August. <laughs> Thank you. I was okay. like, yeah, <laughs> from April it's... all the way to August has already been. That's a lie. Everything from April and May has been all put together. It's where all I have to do is listen to it and uh, type out some show notes and post it. And everything after that has at least the audio has been ripped and it's sitting there waiting on me to put it together. Now, 
I do apologize. I think I said this on the Manipool. I apologize so much for the odds and ends being so far behind, but they are, for me personally, horrendously depressing. Yeah, backtracking through a miserable year. Yeah. But not only that, the, the main reason that it's depressing is because in April, we thought things were bad. Yeah. And... Uh, these days, motivation to sit here and do stuff is already, because 2020, is already harder to come by than I'd like. Last week was the first, uh, week that I put in 40 hours in my own, like, streaming and podcasting and, uh, video work and whatnot in, like, a month. Because I... I just, it's hard to sit here and force myself to work when there's so much awful going on in the world. And a good chunk of that 40 hours was actually getting all these files ready to go because it's horribly time consuming. But it's mainly because it's so damn depressing to listen to those poor, innocent fools who thought things were really bad. Yep. And yeah. I don't know if you've been looking around in 2020, but things get worse by the day. And if you haven't been looking around, don't start now. Don't just don't it, start. Not no, just don't. It's like if you've seen the YouTube videos that um Julie Nolke or Nolk put out where she's talking to herself from January as herself in like I April. Love those. And then or like or like March her was talking to January her and then June her was talking to March her. It's that. Only it's Chewy hearing us do it. Like, I remember the parts where we were like, well, maybe if we get our act together, we can still, you know, salvage the summer. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that is miserable to consume, and I don't blame you. Yeah. So, I I have, since I have been doing better mentally, I'm going to be getting those uh, rolling soon. But don't worry, all the... M&M's this year will, the odds and ends will be posted at, at some point. Uh, if I can get a few days without horrible crap happening that gives me horrible existential dread, it'll go faster. But given 2020's track record, I don't see that happening. So, yeah. yeah. But hey, we won't be adding new ones to the top of the pile on this side anymore. Oh, that is very true, yeah. Um, like, what is this? This is six ninety nine. I've got up to six ninety six with the audio ripped. Nice. And I've got up to five ninety nine of the mana pool. And since six hundred has no odds and ends, sorry, it was a twelve hour show. It felt like, and there was only a few <laughs> minutes of okay. Everybody, sound off. Does everyone sound good? Okay, here's here's what we're doing. Everybody, good. Okay, go. And I hit stream. Like, and after the show, everyone was like, okay, bye, and they bounced, myself right. included. I was like, I'm getting off of here. Bye. So there's no odds and ends for the Manipool 600, because virtually all of that was streamed anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it. I know that I saw in the chat, like, the question of if we would just do, like, an odds and ends or just a sitting and talking show. And I think part of the reason the odds and ends works is because we're just venting about whatever pops into our heads. And it's really hard to do that on demand. That's just what we do when we're around each other. So, like, I think for me... It'll probably be more along the lines of, like, when I'm playing games with Chewie online. It's like, my nonsense will probably just pop into there somewhere. 
maybe not during the game where we're muted for 80% of it, but in other games, like <laughs> it'll be a little bit easier to plan around that nonsense. Um, yeah. Because I would like to hop in on more like gaming streams and stuff like that. It's just always been a matter of balancing my schedule, but I think there's things that we can certainly do to continue that nonsense. And obviously if Chewie's ever like, Hey, let's, hop on and talk about new Marvel movie or whatever, the way that we kind of did after shows anyway. Like, there's probably a way we can figure that out. Um, yeah. Like, that's the f- fun, flexible thing of now. Like, we're not stuck on a script, but it also means that we can deviate from the lack of script. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, there you go. That's that's the big announcement. Sorry about that. But so, come back next week. Not sorry. So yeah, next week we have a plan. <laughs> uh, next week is totally we're going to talk about the grand finals plus any other news that happens to come out, and if any, and we will go into greater detail about this. Meh. Which this seems like it was a lot of detail. I assure you, it was not. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I. I guess we'll be done. So that means I need to go find the list of lifeguards. I almost forgot. I was about to just say, all right, good night, everybody. That'd be terrible. Hey, what about sign-off stuff? Yeah. I, I wrote down some stuff for sign-off right. stuff. I'll start right. sign-off. So no, no, good. no. I'm going to read off the patrons first so people have to oh. listen to that, and then okay. we do the sign-off stuff. I like it. Yeah. It. Chewy, take it away. Oh, wait a minute. It's loading. Oh. Patreon has been having lots of issues lately. Yeah. That's fair. Did Watsy buy it? <laughs> did I did I laugh at that? Wait, did Hasbro buy it? What is going on here? Ah, there we go. Loading. As of today, that's a new setting. That wasn't there before. All right, sure. We'll go with as of today. Why not? So in, let's do this order, I guess. All right, so I'd like to thank our, our lifeguards... For the on this show for the next to last time it is patreon.com slash the manapool i really need to redo the patreon as i said i was going to do last year and then i didn't and then the world ended but here we go so thanks to all of our mythic lifeguards kim ho jake jansons pj mcmullen team you hellas are you jason kaus andrew hunt the beast father aaron goodwine al hang on i scrolled cody buckowing casey John Parker, Jason Doan, Danny Leal, Jeff Spencer, The Beardy Man, Aleph Cat, Scuzzo, Connor Kennedy, Gothic Man, Rafe Gall, hang on, Backwards Logic, and ALK Alters. Yay. Hurrah. Thank you all so very much for your support and all of the uh, lifeguards at every tier because I literally couldn't do this without you. Because you pay the rent. And that's that pays. That's where I live. That's important. You, you can see it hard at work right behind him right now. Yeah, look, at, see, look at it. Wow. It's got that whiteboard that we can't see. With all the secrets. So, uh, how about some sign-off stuff then, gents, or you guys, since we don't have any yeah. gents handy. Us people. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Sweet Goblin Above. There's no Iron Goblin because it stole the Discord server and ran away for a while. Uh, we, we found it, but not the eye. The eye is still on the run. If you see it, uh, tell it we know what it did. 
Um, in terms of actual me on Twitter, that's hit or miss lately. Obviously, like, big surprise when you're less enthused about magic news and you don't want even more politics in your face. Twitter doesn't have much left on my current list. Maybe I should scrub it and fill it with celebrities or something. I don't know. But um, for my usual mentions of media stuff, um, I stand by what I've said so far. I think that Lovecraft Country is the best TV show on television. Um, It's HBO, so not everyone has access to it. But it's been amazing. I've been really impressed by it. Not just enjoying it, but legitimately impressed by it. It's way, way better than it probably has any right to be. Um, so kudos on that front. Um, I miss movies. Uh, I want to point out that in North Carolina, they finally reopened the movie theaters, but obviously not all of them are reopening yet. And if you want 2020 in a nutshell, when I go to the local movie theater, there's still a poster letting me know that Sonic the Hedgehog comes out on February 14th. Dude, so, nice. Yeah, if you want that realization that it's still coming out soon. Uh yeah upcoming cinema um so there's that um other than that um just as a small positive thing to think about as much as this year is taken away from us purely in terms of media not going into all the other stuff but just in terms of the media like we haven't got a chance to watch so many movies that were supposed to come out this year and are coming out next year or in other formats but at the very beginning of the year, I was really enjoying watching Crisis on Infinite Earths on the CW. Like, five-parter, absolutely amazing. Really liked that. Um, I got the super nostalgia fun of the FF7 remake, which is the best video game I've played in a long time. Absolutely loved that. So that was a good thing to come out of this year. And um, I've had a good run of streaming tv shows and whatnot and maybe i'll talk about some more of those later but um as miserable as all of this has been find the small things that make you happy and live in them for a while don't stay there too long because you can't but take what you can and be happy where you can and anything that makes you feel like a little bit happier is worth treasuring right now so like now, Optimus who? Prime being plushy. Well, it's adorable that he's plushy. I imagine he still sounds like a John Wayne impersonation. For anyone that's listening to the audio version, I'm sorry you don't get to see my amazing plushy Optimus Prime. Look at his little robot feet! That was pretty adorable. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so, is is that it, Squee? Can I, yeah. Can I take it away? Uh, okay, um couple of things uh if you want more of me at lock on twitter just like it is spelled in the show notes i'm not at clues on twitter somebody else has that account i don't believe they've tweeted since 2014 i don't know if they're ever gonna like you know relinquish that account i'm i'm not sure their account is private i can't actually interact with them in any way so yeah there's that but i'm at lock go 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 hit me up on there um, other things that are, are kind of like super in, well, no, let's, let's go with the not super important stuff first. Um, I recently finished the good place because they finally got season four on Netflix. So I could finally watch the end of the good place. And it was, it was good. I think that you should watch the good place too. So 
there you go. That's a nice bit of television that's on a streaming service to enjoy. Um, this week is apparently uh, National Mental Health Week or Mental Health Awareness Week or Mental Illness Awareness Week. I don't know. I've seen it different ways in different places, but um, it is important. Um, and if you are struggling with any kind of uh, mental health issues, uh, know that there are many resources and that you should you should seek help. They're they're there for you, and uh, we need to destigmatize counseling. Absolutely, it's super important. It's part of your actual health, is what I'm going to say. Um, speaking of health, you should get a flu shot. Like seriously, like now is the time. Go get a flu shot if you are able. Take care of that like sooner rather than later, because what you don't want is global pandemic on top of flu. We don't really need that to be happening. So please uh, do do yourselves a favor and uh, and don't do that uh, or and go do that. Excuse me. Um, also, uh, I, I need you to vote like I seriously need apathy is not an option. Okay, it wasn't an option before. We liked to pretend it was an option before, but it wasn't. I'm I'm going to need you to vote. So deadlines are coming soon on registering and or getting uh, absentee ballots. Uh, so please take care of that. My absentee ballot just arrived in the mail, so I'll be filling that out and hand delivering it to my local clerk because that's how Michigan does it. It's it's handled in your local municipality. Uh, unlike Texas, which apparently has like one drop box per county because they're run by horrible people. Yes. There. I said it. They're run mm-hmm. by horrible people. I'll also say, although I'm not necessarily trying to influence your vote, I will say that uh, if a political party is attempting to maintain control by suppressing the vote of the citizens, doesn't seem to me that they should be in charge. It seems wrong, quite frankly. If, if their plan is voter suppression, that seems like a big red flag. It's frowned upon democracy. That's all I'm going to say there. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, so I think that's everything I've got. Uh, take it away, Chewy. I'm also going to need you to vote. Let's see. Do I have any thing going on? We've been playing Among Us. If you are part of the TMP community and would like to join us, there's we do it in the Discord server. You have to be on uh, on the Discord server and in a call and follow the you know mutant deafened rules and whatnot. And it's uh, it's a lot of fun. We've done it twice now on stream. Uh, both times with the full party, and it it's been it's been awesome. I didn't get why suddenly this game became super popular. And then I decided one night, okay, tell you what, I'll just watch a few YouTube videos of like some YouTube let's players playing it. And I went, this is going to be amazing. After I watched the first part of the first one. And then I got the group together and we played and I was like, I was right. This is amazing. And yeah, that's totally a thing you should, you should do. If you have a group of 10 people to play with it's even better but if not you could come join us yay murder yeah it's it's a wonderful game about lying to your friends and murdering them or getting murdered by them depending on rng uh let's see what else also super mario 64 
Yeah. Chewie's really Fair. good at that game. I don't know about good at that game, but I really, really love that game. Uh, the uh, Super Mario 3D. Power through it is pretty entertaining for me because, like, I remember where the stars are because that stuff never leaves you. That's true. But I remember it taking so much longer back when I played it than just watching you do it. So, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I got the Super Mario 3D All Stars so I could stream Mario 64 because it is a game that I desperately love, probably because I played it and got everything in it in Japanese, which is the thing I bring up a lot when I go get a star and there's the name of the star tells you what it is. I didn't know any of that. I had to do it blind and it was, it was weird, but oddly pleasant to figure all that stuff out because I don't speak Japanese. Some are more intuitive than others. It's, it's true. Yeah. So yeah, the videos for that are going up on YouTube. There's probably two streams left. Maybe, maybe just one. Are you doing it by star door? I mean, not intentionally, but by the time I got finished with the first several worlds, you know, that are, yeah, and, and beat Bowser, I was tired and I'd been going for several hours. And then by the time I finished all the stuff in the basement, I was tired and I'd been going several hours. So I feel like upstairs takes a bit longer because the maps are, they're harder levels. Yeah. They're, just, it, they're both harder, but also like you start running into issues where the camera will absolutely betray you. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, there's just more opportunities to fall and either have to start over from the bottom or just actually fall and get kicked out of the level. So. Or it could be perfect. Or you can spend forever on the stupid water spider level and hate it. All things are possible. That one was a, a real pain in Japanese, let me just tell you. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a thing I've been doing lately. That's really the only two things I've been doing lately on stream. But I'm looking to add some more soonish. Get some uh, something else going. <laughs> yeah. I really want to do the uh, King Knight campaign in Shovel Knight. So I'm sure that'll be happening sometime after I finish Mario 64. And if Friday nights are going to be among us, that means that all of my worrying before about whether Friday nights, since I stopped with Skyrim, should be either like roguelike games or Metroidvania games. It turns out it's probably going to be among us. So I need to find another night to do stuff like Metroidvania. <laughs> among us is like roguelike. That's true. No two games are the same, but... And you're constantly dying and learning from your mistakes and then dying again anyway. <laughs> like, it works out. Oh, Rafe Gull says, clearly Monday night should be King Night because it has a card game in it. It does? It is called the King of Cards. I guess I never put that together. Uh-huh. Huh, weird. Anyway, oh, sure. I'll, I'll worry about all that later. But, yeah, with that, we're... We're, we're going to be done. So you can find me on Twitter at the Manipool. Everything is the Manipool, the Manipool, the Manipool. And yeah, this has been Monday Night Magic number 699. We will see you next week. That is October the 12th for episode 700. When we will be uh, going 
from there on an extended hiatus. Yeah. So, please join us next week. It'll be fun. Filled? Sad? Episode. Bittersweet? There will be many feelings. Mild. Too many feelings. Too many? Oh, God. (laughs) 700 meows may ensue. (laughs) Bring a friend. Uh, You get someone super into this show so that you can tell them, that's it, it's over. Even though it's not over, but you can tell them that. They don't know any better. They weren't here this week. (laughs) All right, with with that, we're, we're definitely done now. So thank you all so very much for joining us. Hopefully we'll see you next week. And, uh, be good to each other. <laughs>